Welcome to Abide's Sleep Meditations. I'm Tyler Boss. Today's meditation is brought to you by our partners at Life Audio. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you will find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Head over to lifeaudio.com now. Remember, you can have full access to all our sleep stories commercial-free. Just text ABIDE to 22433 for 25% off the app. Now, relax your mind and body as we hear tonight's sleep story. Hello, and welcome to the sleep story from Abide. I'm Chloe, and it's an honor to have you join me tonight for this story entitled, No Other God Like Our God. Tonight we'll be hearing about the lives of four faith-filled men of history who knew their God and trusted in His goodness regardless of their unanswered questions and discomfort, regardless of what the end of their stories would be. They placed their lives in His hands, even while knowing that God might not deliver them. But by God's grace, they lived to tell the story of His miraculous deliverance in their lifetime and on to this day. Their stories tell of the faithfulness of our God down all the generations for eternity. We can be encouraged and strengthened because our God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We will be seeing how God plans a future and a hope for His children, whether that be in this age or the glory in the ages to come. No matter what happens, we can trust Him, even if He doesn't act as we want. We will read in Daniel 3, the evil king of Babylon declares, There is no other God who can rescue like this. There is no one like our God. No one. Even when answers don't come, we can trust him to make all things right in the end. He sees the big picture, but we just see through a glass dimly. This is a life of faith, to yield to him when we can't see the end, to surrender to his will in the midst of confusion and doubt. The men in these Bible accounts will show us that it's possible to trust God in the face of great opposition. No matter what might be coming against your simple belief in God right now, He will help you. His grace is more than sufficient for you. He is the author and perfecter of your faith. Let Him come in and give you his gift of faith tonight. Before we begin our sleep story, I invite you to make yourself cozy in bed. Adjust the pillow if you need to, and allow your head and neck to relax completely 
into its soft cushioning. Let your eyes grow heavy and let them softly close. Relax the muscles in your face. Breathe deeply and gently. In and out. Inhale and exhale. Feel any tension that has built up from the busyness of the day gently melt away. Bring your awareness to your head and face and relax any tension in the muscles. Let go of all the tightness in your neck and shoulders, your chest and torso. Continue scanning your body, bringing your awareness to any tight sensations and letting them go. Relax the muscles in your back all the way down your stomach and hips. Move your arms gently to release them. Wiggle your fingers to release any strain from the day's activity. Finally move through your thighs and legs all the way down to the tips of your toes. Inhale, and with every exhale, you'll find that each bit of stress and strain fades away a bit more. Come to stillness. Bring your awareness to the presence of the Holy Spirit with you as you prepare for sleep. He is your comforter and your healer. He wants to carry your burdens so that you can enter fully into his rest tonight. In quietness and trust, you will find your rest. Know that you are held in his loving arms as you listen to this story tonight. Dear Lord Jesus, I lift up to you this beloved child, May they become aware of your nearness tonight. You are so close. You are a friend who sticks closer than a brother. May this child rest in the safety of your comforting presence tonight as they drift into peaceful sleep. You want to lift all heavy burdens off their shoulders and replace them with your ease and lightness. Grant them the gift of simple childlike faith in you. Reveal your goodness to them tonight through this sleep story. Thank you that you are making everything new. You are bringing clarity and peace to any chaos and confusion in their lives. They can run to you and hide in you. You are their protector and guide. In your name, Lord. Amen. Tonight, we will be going back a few thousand years to the ancient Middle East 
to look in on the lives of three young Jewish men who were taken into captivity to the kingdom of Babylon. Their original Hebrew names were Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, but we will be more familiar with what the Babylonians renamed them. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were removed from the place where they could pursue and worship the Lord their God in freedom. They were extraordinary young men, set apart in their generation. But they were chosen by King Nebuchadnezzar to serve his kingdom. Though young, they had studied the scriptures enough to know the goodness of God in the lives of their ancestors. They would have opened up the pages of the Bible every day to read about the remarkable faith of Abraham, the father of their faith, who trusted in God to the point of leaving his hometown and following God into the wilderness with no knowledge of God's master plan. These stories would have shaped their understanding of the Lord's character. But then... They became strangers in a foreign land and in an ungodly culture. Yet they stayed faithful throughout. Their lives show us that for faith to blossom, we need to get into the Word of God, because the Word of God gets into us. Without God's living Word, we can't come to know Him intimately And he longs to be known by us. He doesn't want to remain a mystery. If we don't know his wonderful nature of goodness and love, we won't easily trust him with our lives. He promises to be found by us when we seek him. Deuteronomy 4 verse 29 says, But if from there... You seek the Lord your God, you will find him if you seek him with all your heart and with all your soul. Dear Heavenly Father, bless this listener tonight as they fill their mind with the knowledge of you. They are seeking you with their whole heart and you will honor this by showing yourself You do not play hard to get. You want your beloved one to seek your face. You want them to know you. Thank you for seeking them first. Open the eyes of your child's heart to see you and know you as you are. You are faithful. You are trustworthy. You are good. You turn tears into joy. You turn ashes into beauty. Bless this listener with peace-filled sleep, knowing you can be trusted because you are good. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego trusted God with a pure and undiluted faith. Though we aren't told details about their individual relationships with God, we can see by the fruit displayed two chapters later that they had a true understanding of his love. They were convinced of the faithfulness of God, so they would be faithful to him. And we can be sure that one of the most important gifts from God to these three young men was that he placed them in community with one another. They would have encouraged each other to deepen their faith, to treasure the scriptures, and to always remember the goodness of God. The inspiring story of their courage might have had a different ending had they not been together in loving unity, strengthening one another in the faith. Their trust in God was put to the test when the king of Babylon set up a gold statue carved in his image and commanded everyone in the kingdom to bow down and worship it or else forfeit their lives. However, these brave young men, with hearts ablaze with the fire of love for God, gallantly refused. They would rather make the ultimate sacrifice than bow down to a graven image. They trusted in God with such a simple, childlike faith in who He is that there was no question about this matter. In the end, they respectfully said to the king, O King Nebuchadnezzar, the God we serve is able to deliver us from this fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he doesn't, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. They knew God so intimately that even if he didn't deliver them, they would love and trust him to the end. Even if he didn't deliver them, they knew he was perfect in all of his ways and worthy of their lives. It was the supreme sacrifice, but God is that worthy. He gave you your life, and your life is sustained by him and belongs to him. Let this account of such pure faith settle into your heart. The three men had no doubt of God's goodness, no doubt of God's power, no doubt of God's worthiness. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, you are good. You are powerful. You are worthy. Help us trust you with the same pure and unwavering faith as that of these young men. Help us to trust you with everything in our lives. You are the giver of all good gifts, and we give it all back to you in surrender. Thank you, God, that we don't need to fear your will. 
We don't need to fear surrendering our lives to your care and control. You are love itself. You are goodness itself. You are perfect in all of your ways. Grant us the true knowledge of your love and your goodness. May we echo Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego and say, We know that you will deliver us, Lord, but even if you don't, we will still love and trust you and offer our lives to you every day. In Jesus' name, Amen. The account in Daniel chapter 3, verses 28 and the end of 29 tells us, Then Nebuchadnezzar said, Praise to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He sent his angel to rescue his servants who trusted in him. There is no other God who can rescue like this. Let me repeat what the king said. There is no other God who can rescue like this. No other God can rescue like this. No other God can deliver like this. No other God can love like this. No other God has power like this. I said earlier that we would be looking at four men of great faith. The final man is the righteous and beloved man of God, Job. He truly suffered. His faith in God was stretched and refined. He had so many unanswered questions. He had loved and served God for all his life and was counted blameless. But yet he suffered. In Job chapter 13 verse 15, he utters the remarkable statement out of the darkest place. Though he slay me, yet I will trust him. This man had profound faith in his creator God. While he was yet in the messy middle, he could not see the end of his story where God would restore and double what he lost. But if his journey had ended there, he would still have been found trusting in God. We read about the happy ending to his life in Job chapter 42 verses 10 to 17. After Job had prayed for his friends, the Lord restored his fortunes and gave him twice as much as he had before. All his brothers and sisters and everyone who had known him before came and ate with him at his house. They comforted and consoled him over all the trouble the Lord had brought on him, and each one gave him a piece of silver and a gold ring. The Lord blessed the latter part of Job's life more than the former part. He had 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, 
a thousand yoke of oxen and a thousand donkeys. And he also had seven sons and three daughters. Nowhere in all the land were there found women as beautiful as Job's daughters. And their father granted them an inheritance along with their brothers. After this, Job lived a hundred and forty years. He saw his children and their children to the fourth generation. And so Job died, an old man and full of years. You see, God is a God who always plans a happy ending. From the very beginning and right through the messy middle. Ecclesiastes 3 verse 11 in the New International Version tells us, He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart. Yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. However, the reality is that in this fallen world, we will not always experience the fullness of his perfect plans for us. We continue to pray for his kingdom to come and his will to be done. But we will truly enjoy the full measure of his perfect will in eternity. That's when every tear will be wiped away and all wrongs will be made right. I invite you now to journey with me as we envision what this happy ending would have felt like for Job after all the pain and suffering had ended when he was living in the fullness of God's promises. Imagine yourself as Job You are still sitting in the dust on this hot day, but you are quieted and humbled after having heard the voice of your Maker speaking truth and healing into your life. His voice is like an ointment to your wounds, bringing healing and cleansing. His words are like a window opening wide into your soul, letting a fresh breeze flow in and blow all the cobwebs of doubt and confusion away. You are now at peace, finally at peace. The pain of the days gone by seems to drift into nothingness. The very fact that you are in the presence of love himself causes everything to fall into place. He is the answer, so you can let the questions go. He is your strength, so you can release your weakness and worries to him. He is your sustainer, and you find all your needs met in him. He asks you, in his abundant love, to pray for your friends. 
the friends who have abandoned you and let you down. But in giving you his request, he also gives you the strength to do it. You realize now that you can do nothing without him. You pray and forgive them, and your heart softens to them. Their wrongs against you fade into the past, and you are free. You feel your bitterness fall off your heart. You see God's arm reaching up into heaven to pull down a treasure trove of blessings upon you. He whispers to you, I have been looking forward to giving you these gifts for a long time, my beloved child. He looks you in the eye with such gentleness and tenderness, and he tells you, I have never left you. I have never once forsaken you. I have seen you in the depths of your pain. I have been closer than the breath in your lungs. I am intimately aware of you. He says to you, I have made everything beautiful in its time, my beloved child. The words of Psalm 139 come to your mind. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all of my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, You, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. God takes your small hand in his big hand and leads you to see his work of restoration. Where once you had only meadows of 7,000 sheep, there now grazes 14,000. The camels and donkeys and oxen span further than your eyes can see. It amazes you. But the Lord leads you to the best yet. Where you had lost so many family members, God blesses you with seven strapping sons and three stunning daughters whose beauty is unrivaled in all the surrounding lands. You are astonished. Your heart swells with gratitude and humility. You know you have done nothing to deserve this. This is the extravagant blessing of God. He leads you to your brand new house. 
a banquet of epic proportions is laid out with all your friends and neighbors. Their smiles move you to tears and they wrap their arms around you to comfort and console you. Your beloved wife approaches and stands close by your side. Where once she gave bitter advice, she now honors you for such incredible faith in God, in his character, in his goodness. She picks up the goblet and proposes a toast. Bless God and live. All your precious friends raise their glasses and say in one accord, Bless God and live. Let's pray. Father in heaven, you are a God who always plans a future and a hope for our lives. Plans to prosper us and not to harm us. Although there didn't appear to be a light at the end of the tunnel for Job in the middle of the book, you were always there, Lord. You are the light of the world, not just at the end of the tunnel, but in the midst of the darkest times. Just like Job, you have never left and never forsaken us. You are the same God yesterday, today, and forever. Nothing goes unseen to your all-seeing and all-loving gaze. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I encourage you that even when your journey doesn't seem good, God is good. He is in the business of making beauty from ashes, life from death. Our Lord Jesus is so good, so good and so loving. There is nothing to fear. You can surrender to him tonight. You can lean back in the everlasting arms. He will hold you. He will never let you go. Remember what the king of Babylon said, There is no other God who can rescue like this. There is no other God beside our God. Let's close in prayer. Precious Lord Jesus, we love you. Thank you for loving us first. Thank you for your kindness to us. Thank you for knowing the big picture. Help us to look to you and not at our circumstances. Give us eyes to see you at work, because you are good when we can't see your goodness. You are powerful when we can't see your power. You are moving when we can't see you moving. Give us the gift of simple faith in you. In your holy and awesome name, amen. Continue resting in the arms of the Father 
as you fall asleep. Conscious only of the love and beauty of our Saviour God, continue to meditate on his truth from Ecclesiastes, that he has made everything beautiful in its time. No matter what you may be facing, and no matter how dark it may seem, he is working on your behalf. He is writing beauty into your story. His will is for your ultimate good. And ultimately, he is the greatest good in your life. May you sense his comforting presence with you. Until next time, may you abide in Christ.